0: Welcome to the Manager Matt podcast show. The show is designed to give you solutions to your day-to-day management and leadership problems. It's hosted by Matthew Haddock, a frontline manager and leader with over 25 years of experience. If you're ready, then let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Manager Matt podcast show. This week, I want to talk through disciplinaries done the right way to examine how we can learn how we can do a disciplinary and make it a journey for you personally and professionally to make sure you can deliver the best results to your business so let's get on with the show now all managers hope that through good practices and procedures we won't need to resort to disciplinary processes we all think that getting the best out of the people and being genuine for them in work is the best way to make sure that they deliver results and i feel you're right if you think of the hours of and hours at work and the people you have there, most of the time, most people turn up to do a good job. And most of the time, disciplinaries are going to be rare. But in some instances, they aren't. And unfortunately, as a manager, you can't afford to not know exactly how to do this. And you can't avoid that point somewhere in your career where you're going to be involved in the process. So it's important to prepare yourself. Like anything else in life, the more practice you do, the better you get at it. This cast is from the perspective of a working manager, not a HR partner. I want to share my experiences of when disciplinaries have gone well and maybe not gone so well. Now the aim of any procedure in regard to disciplinary is to make sure that the team is kept safe, that the people are treated fairly and the business is protected. As a manager, you need to depend on your staff below you, to deliver the results as we've said on numerous times but also you're going to have to make sure that you develop the skills of doing disciplinaries so as an entry-level manager you may be dealing with small low-level breaches such as things around timekeeping and absence those are the ones that normally get it and the higher you go in the organization the more serious those breaches will become and these will lead to bigger disciplinary actions against the person now in some respect this will and can and may end up leading to a dismissal from the the company. And you've got to be prepared for that. It's never an easy thing to do, but it's going to be part of your job and your role. At some point, you may have to dismiss someone from your business. And that's not easy. It's a dichotomy of leadership. you have got to have to care for that person. You're going to have to nurture that person. But at some point, for the bigger aims of the business and to make sure that you're delivering and keeping people safe, that person may have to leave that business. So you have to be prepared for that. So when you go into a disciplinary, what do you need to do? Well, everyone's disciplinary procedures are different. Uh, every business will have it. A small business may have a handwritten book that's been around forever. or might not even have any disciplinary procedures at all. Larger organisations will definitely have written procedures and processes. And most of the time, you'll get that procedure sent out to you when you start work. So you'll have a copy of what is expected of you to do. Now, some businesses will have little unique ones that are different. So, in the places I've worked, there'll be local agreements that'll be on top of the company's procedures. But it's a good point to start by reading it. So, I know it sounds very dull and very boring, but why not read it? You need to read it if you're going to be involved in that process. So, you will have had it when you joined, but it's definitely worth having a read, examine it, go into that detail, and think about it in regards to what it means to you at that level. So when you're going to be going into those disciplinaries, what are the questions you're going to be asked from the person you're disciplinary? Uh, So it's worth going out and asking those questions beforehand. And that's where you'd probably engage with your HR person if you've got any questions with it. Remember, you know, when you're going into this disciplinary, you need to know the system. The people who've been there a while will already know that system. So they'll be up to speed, and the last thing you want to be doing when you go into a disciplinary procedure is to be outflanked by someone who knows a procedure better than you. Especially if you're in a unionised shop, the union officials will know um, from thread to the needle the disciplinary procedure. They'll know of precedents that have been set, they'll know of the back processes that have happened. So it's really worth you making sure you are up to speed on those ones before you go into that disciplinary, because you are going to look like a bit of a fool if you don't even know the, the basics. The uh, second point is do a fact finder. So whenever there's going to be some disciplinary, you need to make sure there's going to be facts that are gathered and that data needs to be recorded and made sure it is evidenced and signed because uh, what you want to do is make sure that you've got the right um, starting point. So if there is a breach. Just make sure that you've got that evidence and evidence is always going to be your friend when it comes to things like a disciplinary procedure and making sure you've got that evidence written down and signed is really important because it will come back and bite you if you haven't done it the right way. Now get the right level involved at the right time is really important. So if you are a junior manager starting out, you're probably going to be team leader level, you'll be doing disciplinary procedures quite often uh and that means that you'll get a lot of practice which is great but as you go up the organization you need to look at what that next level is going to be so if you're going to be doing a disciplinary that's a gross misconduct for instance and you've got a shift manager or a department manager doing it if you're the plant manager on the next level up you really don't want to be involved because you are going to be that appeal uh, and you've got to always think that one step ahead in disciplinaries. so whatever is going to be done it'll go to that next level of disciplinary so make sure that you don't get involved too soon if it's not yours. Now, if you're a witness to these, uh, actions and you're involved in the process, you're going to have to physically remove yourself and find somebody from another department to be involved because if you've already got an interest, you won't be impartial to the disciplinary procedure. And then it comes down to following the procedure. We've talked to the beginning of knowing the procedure. Well, take the procedure through uh, the number of times that I've seen people take shortcuts. If it says send the procedure out, then send the procedure out. If it says we allow so many days, make sure it's done in so many days, any shortcuts and any way where you're putting yourself at a disadvantage will affect you in the long run. It'll come back on you because you're going to be missing that little bit out and union and your people experience will come back and say, well, you didn't follow this procedure, you didn't do this right. You failed to do what you said you're going to do. And that opens up all sorts of caveats and appeals, which would really hit you. So get that procedure, follow the procedure, don't take the shortcuts. One of the things I would really, really recommend is make sure you prepare your questions in advance. So if you're going into a disciplinary procedure and you know what the the allegation is, make sure you've got yourself some really good, solid questions written down already. Script it a bit. There's nothing wrong with scripting at this point. You know, get that script down. This is what I want to be asking. These are the questions I want to ask. Almost like you're going through it and preparing your mind, but write it down. Because when you're in there with that person, and you're going through it, and there'll be emotions, especially if it's gross misconduct, especially if it can lead to a dismissal, that you make sure you can keep you cool and calm by having a set load of questions, and not a hand-written scribble as you go through it. You need to make sure you've been, wrote them down, test them, and make sure they're the right thing in advance. That's why, like I said at the beginning, these are not quick things, disciplinaries. They take time to prep, they take time to read through, but the more you do it, the more you get the right outcome, the easier it is as it goes through. Another thing is to make sure you've got a note taker in there with you. Whenever you're going to do something on a disciplinary, get a note taker, get a wingman with you. Don't go solo. The last thing you want to try to do is try to scribble down notes as well as ask questions. Usually the person will come with a representative or or someone to back them. So make sure you've got somebody else in the room. Some businesses allow you to record them. So you can physically record them on a device such as this. Some don't, some only allow handwritten notes, depends. I like the recorded version because you can then re-listen to it. And if you are an appeal manager, you can actually hear the tone of the voices of the people more than what you would do if you were just sat there um, reading a notes from from a sheet on what's happened. Now, we're going to go into the next point is around checking and protecting the business. Remember the dichotomy we said at the beginning around it being around your people, but also around the business. You've got to, again, think that a little bit further on. Is this action that I'm going to take, especially around um, disciplinaries that lead to someone being dismissed, Am I protecting the business from an appeal? Potential going to a court. Nobody wants to go to a court for wrongful dismissal. Very uh, place of, uh, you know, those, those places are not pleasant for you to go to. So we want to make sure that you're doing everything you can. And that goes back to that point about knowing your process, following the procedure, asking the questions of the experts, the HR experts, and going through that process to make sure that you are protecting yourself and your business as you go through. And then be consistent in what you're doing. So when you're in this approach, you need to make sure you're being consistent with the approach all the way through. So that's with you and your team's approach. So when you've set down and said that this is the line we've done in our stand, these are the standards we have set, then you make sure that you are being consistently applying those. So if someone has uh, been taken to disciplinary for three breaches of a uh, timekeeping, then you must make sure that the next person that breaches goes into that same um, process. Even though the outcome might be different, You need to make sure you're having that same approach all the way through. If not, again, you're going to get picked apart. Any appeal will be saying, well, you know, person A didn't get the same treatment as person B. And that's not what you want to be doing. And at the end, the last point I think for this section is to think about how you respect the person. You know, this is about a person who potentially could lose the job. So let's make sure that we are being respectful of the person. When it leads to a dismissal, we're dismissing with respect. But on the minor points, a disciplinary procedure is about improving that person's behaviour to make them fit better into the organisation and all in all be successful for you and the organisation as it moves forward. You know, you aren't going to put all this time into someone that you think you're going to get rid of. You're wanting to make sure this person has a chance to improve. And we all make mistakes. We all go down the wrong routes. I've done disciplinaries where people have genuinely put their hand up and said, I did that wrong. I didn't realise. I just didn't get it right this time but it don't make me a bad person I've never had a bad disciplinary record before I want to improve and that humility makes you think well okay I can take that on board I know where you were coming from other times when there's very very good evidence and people still arguing oh I don't I don't think I did it and, and you'd be saying well you can see the CCTV you can see the evidence there in front of you how do you not think this is something you've done And they're still still arguing, no, 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 I I didn't do it, I didn't do it, it wasn't this, it was something else. And they'll find all sorts of excuses. And it's a lot easier to sleep at night when you've gone through a process, you've done everything you can for that person. uh, But at the end of the day, you're going to have to make that big, tough decision to either let them go or give them the warning or whatever that needs to make them better at the end of the day. And also on the levels of what you're doing, when we talked about being consistent at the beginning, make sure that when you get to the end of the process, uh, you do that secondary check and then you go back through in your head or sit down with your HR and say, have we done this the right way? If it is a, a very simple matter of someone just having an improvement, There's no doubt that you won't get a challenge. Probably the person will take it on the chin, move on. There won't be an issue. It'll be on the record for a few uh, months and then hopefully they'll get better. If it is someone who is at the other end of the spectrum where it's going towards um, being dismissed, that becomes a little bit more difficult because you are going to affect that person's livelihood. And that's where you really need to go through that process to make sure you've double checked it. There's probably going to be an appeal which will go to your manager or even an external manager. I've done those before where I do appeals for people. But again, you're looking at it being, has the process been followed? Are you being transparent? Have you done what you said you were going to do in the regard to this person? Have you followed your own processes and procedures? Because they'll get challenged straight away. Uh, but at the end of it, you know, a disciplinary procedures and a disciplinary route is part of management. It's part of what you do. It's not a confrontational um, peace. It's not a confrontational meeting. It's very controlled. If you do the right steps at the right time, it can be a process, can be followed through. So even when it gets to a disciplinary where you end up with a dismissal, I've had someone walk out there and say, thank you for the process. Even though that person ended up leaving that business and was dismissed, they felt it'd been fair. They'd had a chance to say everything they could uh, there was nothing in there. I think some managers fear that the person's going to jump over the table. There's going to be a, a, a big fight. There's going to be physical violence, going to be, you know, outbursts. I, I've not seen that. I'm sure there is very ugly cases that people tell you about when that happens. But majority, 99.9% of the time, the people are usually very humble and they walk out of there and, and they move on with their lives if it is that bad. Or they improve. So again, there's those two sides of it. Well, thanks for listening. Now it's up to you. You have a background of how it works. You have the context of how it would deliver results. You have a step-by-step guide. So what are you waiting for? Do it. Nothing comes from nothing. Okay, that's it for Manager Matt this week. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to this Manager Matt podcast. We hope you found it interesting, helpful and actionable. One last thing